0: Absolute Auto Tech in San Luis Obispo wants to extend thanks to all of their loyal customers over the years. Drive safe on the roads and take the time to maintain your automobiles. You can count on Absolute Auto Tech for high-quality repairs for your safety and safe driving needs. Absolute Auto Tech has been performing auto repair services since 1997. At the corner of Sacramento Drive and Capitolio Way in San Luis Obispo, come by or call 547-1062. That's 547-1062. Oh, come on. Come on, you piece of junk. Come on, start, not again. Oh, let's see if the radio still works. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. that. Yeah, no, yeah, there's, well. Oh, that show Motor Mouse is on.
1: Good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing this gorgeous Saturday morning? It's all nice and crisp and, well, it's cool, but it's crisp and clear and just beautiful out this morning. The sun's out and, the well, the birds aren't chirping yet because it's still too cold. But otherwise, (laughs) a little bit of black ice out there, Uh so be really careful, Uh uh, especially in the shaded areas. You know, around here, you never know where there's a a stream across the road and it's in the shade, so it can be frozen. Mm -hmm. Um, Be really, really careful. Um... Anyway, so if you have the time, the place, the space, the parts, inclination, I'm here to help. I want to help you with your car project, your car pro- issues, your car questions. Give me a call, 805 543 8830. Or you can text us on the Stahlberg, I don't know what the other name is, Law KBC Stolberg and Tatum text yeah, so line. i got to make have that fix copy. That over still, here. <laughs>
2: still. Okay, I'll get on that. You know, the Stolberg and Tatum text line. There you there
1: are. Part of life. <laughs> but yeah. you can text us at 805 543 Eight eight three zero. Also, um, and you can you know go wow. Why is my car doing this? Or mm-hmm. what, what if I do that? Or why? How how often should I change my spark plugs? Wow, mm-hmm. I was talking to a customer, and uh, actually we've seen two of these uh, GM vehicles in the shop this week that have over a hundred and well, one has one hundred twenty five thousand miles on it with original spark plugs. And it's really easy to forget because, yeah. you know, they only need to be done once every 100000 on a lot of new cars. Um, but <clears throat> if you wait too long, Ford had a problem for years on a few of their models, where if you waited too long, it would damage the cylinder head. And now you've got extra repairs repairing the cylinder head. Yeah. Um, on these, we haven't had any problems with that. But the one has a bad catalytic converter, and I contribute that to going hundred and. 40,000 miles on original spark plugs. And and before you call f- foul, th- th- this is the way I look at a catalytic converter. A catalytic converter is kind of like a windshield in that it should last the life of the car. But if you like following rock trucks really close and they're dropping rocks off and bouncing along the freeway and jumping out and hitting your car, if you... Follow too close in other vehicles. Um, If you are, if you have, you drive in adverse weather, you know, hail, um, um, heavy winds can do it. Um, My my sister-in-law's car, her windshield got sandblasted because she was driving through the desert in a high wind area. And the wind brought the sand across and hit the windshield. All those little tiny pieces of sand, which aren't a big deal, if they hurt you, they can damage the windshield at 60 miles an hour. So... All these things damage. Oh, if you're if you like playing baseball near your car, um, <laughs> playing baseball
2: under your car,
1: uh, uh, near your car. Oh, near your like, near your car playing huh. baseball. The oh. baseballs come sometimes hit the windshield. Oh, yeah. There's a windshield on mine. I was in the snow on my jeep, and I went over a. Small tree, you know, six, uh, ten foot tall or whatever, seven foot tall. The snow had pushed it down mm-hmm. into the road and it was held down. When I went over it with my jeep, the tire disturbed the snow. The yeah. uh, mm-hmm. ligature, whatever the the membranes in the tree went to pull the tree back up to up. Well, not vertical, but almost. Yeah. It hit my. It came up. It hit my uh, my antenna. My t- antenna came down and hit my windshield and shattered the corner of my windshield. So all these things damage windshields. Well, with catalytic converters, if, you are not, if your exhaust isn't clean, then you can overheat and damage the catalytic converter and, mm-hmm. um, if it's not running smoothly. Um, and, and there's a big difference between the right spark plug and the wrong spark plug right. and a worn-out spark plug yeah. and how it burns the fuel in the cylinder. Right. And you go, it starts and runs, and I looks pretty good, Jason. Well, that's great, but that's like saying you got up this morning, obviously you're 100%. Well, no, I could have – my hip could be hurting, my feet could be hurting, my shoulder could yeah. be hurting, but you're still able to get up and work. Well, you're working at a slower pace. Well, it burns fuel at not an, not as an efficient rate, and when it does that
2: – It's like – it's, it's like you, yeah. You got up this morning, but you got a cold.
1: <laughs> yeah, I definitely got cold right? outside. You, know? you went outside. Yeah, got oh, a yeah. heater on. Yeah. Um, so that that extra fuel that the um, if you would the dirty the dirty exhaust coming out of the engine has to go through the catalytic converter and be cleaned. Yeah. And if it's too much, you can damage <laughs> damage that catalyst. Um, so yeah. we want to, and catalytic converters right now. While we quoted one. Um, I was quoted one on a 06 Explorer. One of the two it has, it was $2,000. That's
2: crazy. And that's not
1: from Ford because Ford doesn't offer that one anymore. You have to go to the aftermarket.
2: Oh, that's crazy. And
1: post-COVID, there's not very many companies offering catalytic converters for cars, Mm -hmm. so the price has gone through the roof. It's already bad enough to where we live in California, so we can only use California-certified catalytic converters. Well whatever, powers of being no more than I do, whatever. Um, I can see some of the reasons for that, but most of it is political, as far as I'm concerned. Uh-huh. Um, but now we pay twice or three times what the rest of the nation pays. But we- on top of that, now there's a shortage of those catalytic converters, so now you're paying double what you were. Well, that gets really expensive.
2: How much does this, uh, <clears throat> I wonder how much all this, this theft of catalytic converters comes into the cost of it, too, because now somebody's got to go out and replace their catalytic converter. Well, that came into play on those cars that do a
1: lot of, that have, you know, that are very vulnerable for that or popular for that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Prius is very popular because it's really easy to pull the catalytic converter out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know how much it affects that, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm sure it does. Mm-hmm. But how much, I don't know. I, I'm, well, you know, just, it just, definitely makes a shortage. And I've heard of people owning Priuses waiting three weeks before they can get their catalytic converter or a month.
2: Yeah. Well, and so kudos. your car's
1: just sitting there for a month.
2: Well, kudos to the Santa Barbara yeah. County Sheriff's Department because they caught a guy or a couple of guys stealing a whole bunch of Cadillac converters out of cars in Santa Barbara the other day. Well, San Luis Obispo did too. And mm. they wrote him up, slapped him on the
1: wrist and said, you know, that's really not really cool. Yeah. And then that was mm-hmm. the end of it because that's our legal system now. Yeah. It's so, catch and release. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it, it's it's like trout fishing. It's catch and release. Yeah. Except the trout didn't do anything to you. Yeah. The, uh, it uh, anyway. Uh, let's let's move on to something else yeah. uh,
2: more car related than so I don't get so <laughs> frustrated and
1: start swe- swearing at the. <laughs> you
2: have to have people calling in about Jason. Come on. <laughs> Get on track here.
1: <laughs> so I was thinking about the the young lady that called in a couple of weeks ago and was um, uh, dealing uh, with her her um, her response to "Are we there yet?" was the math game and having her kids learn math from a very young age. Um, and which is really cool because when they're in school and they go through that section of the book and the teacher goes, well, Jimmy, if you ride your bike and you go this far and you've gone one mile, and you have to ride a mile and you're driving you're your bike at five miles an hour, how long is it going to take you to get there? Yeah, yeah. And Jimmy goes, yeah. uh, uh, until I get there <laughs> yeah. because he's not familiar with that. <clears throat> her kids are going to go, uh... <laughs> they're going to have their hand up there to know the answer before the teacher quits talking.
2: Yeah, you know, it was kind of crazy yesterday. I was at the grocery store, too, and this little lady, I, I was standing in the checkout line, and this lady walked up to the freezer case, and she had her little girl with her, and they were getting an ice cream, like a tub of ice cream or something. And I guess they had talked about ice cream, like the little ice cream cone things before, and mm-hmm, then the mm-hmm. ice cream, you know, itself in a tub, you know, and just now how many how many ice cream cones can we make with that tub of ice cream as opposed to buying the ice cream cones? hmm hmm I love that. That's great. Yeah, it was just like so the girl was thinking, huh. Is it cheaper to buy the tub of ice cream and make your own ice cream cones? She I got like, her thinking, I, like I said, you know what? I, <laughs> I told the lady, I said, you know, I'm that's awesome. Right. I understand and that's a what real world
1: here. application. I mean, not that the distance over time thing isn't, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. we all need that. And, and just to tell your kids, yes, is not good parenting. If you just sit down and go, yeah, here you go, yeah, here you go, here you go. That's not good parenting. Ha- talking to them, being part of them. I mean, okay, so why did we have kids? Now, why did you have kids? Did you have kids because you had no choice? Did you have kids because your parents made you have kids? <laughs> did you have kids so that you can be around this yeah. new person and help develop and and, and educate and, and watch them grow and be a part of the, their explore, exploration of the world? That's, well, that's why we had kids as far as I'm concerned. Um and, and why not help them with that exploration, whether it be sewing or gardening or auto repair or whatever? Um, go out and show them how to rotate tires. Go out and show them how to clean the car. Go out and do those things. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, your kids need to know how to load the dishwasher and unload it and, mm-hmm. and wash dishes by hand and how to make you know, warm-up soup without a microwave or make bu- muffins or eggs or th- at least the simple stuff. They don't have to be a master chef when they leave the house, but it'd be nice if they knew how to cook a little bit for themselves. Otherwise, you go, well, you know, mm-hmm. Jason's restaurants are open 24-7. You know, they go always just go down and buy food. Uh, yeah. Yes, they can. It is more expensive and, in a lot of times, not as good for you. Right. And But the other side is, what happens during COVID when the restaurants are closed? Now what are they doing? Eating yeah. top ramen? Well, that's not very good for you. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like working on your car. If, you, if you're if you out there tinkering and playing and you know some fundamentals, and, and I'm not saying you have to know how to rebuild an engine, but you know the fundamentals. I've taught a couple of different people how to check their own oil. Yeah. And they didn't know how to release the hood on their car. Well, you go, come on, Jason, we can't know at all. I'm sorry, you're you an operator know. of the car, you ought to at least know where the turn signal switch is, where the brake light switch is. Yeah, you need to know everything. Bra- how to turn the brake lights on, how about that? <laughs> Maybe not where the switch is, but yeah. uh, you need to know how to open the hood. You need to know how to check your own fluids, otherwise you are just an infant lying in a crib yeah. going, eh. It's well, very important. That's not, that, that's very... Uh, um, Unempowering? That really just puts you at uh-huh. whoever's well, whim. Yeah. Um not not like I said, we are a society. We work together. We want to be a part of you know, you can't know everything. Cars are just I don't know everything about cars, and cars are just and every year they get more and more complex and mm-hmm. and there's more and more options and there's more manufacturers and they're all doing different things because they're they're their own manufacturer. So okay. just to know the basics about your uh-huh. car is really important
2: well yeah you gotta know I mean what if you're stuck out there in the middle of nowhere
1: practicing practicing changing a tire that's not flat yeah seriously pull the valve stem and you go wait a second the core out of the valve stem well how do you do that well bang that's something that you probably never need to know at the same time if you do and you spent a beautiful Saturday morning Mm -hmm. playing you would Open your eyes and open your world to more. Yeah, And and pulling the valve core out, well, I think I would have an air compressor of some sort before I did that. But air compressors are kind of cool to have around the house because you can blow off things, you can clean things, you can air up tires, you can air up basketballs and volleyballs and all Mm -hmm. these kinds of things that I do all the time. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven... Seven air compressors at the house right now? Wow. Eight? One that doesn't run? Yeah. Now, I don't use them all at the same time, but, Ugh. and they all have their own usage. Yeah. Um, you know, one's in my travel trailer so that I can air up tires on my side by sides and stuff. <clears throat> Nine. Yeah. Um, uh, and one's in my Jeep because when we go off road, we air down and we air up, and I like yeah. to, and it's really quick and nice to have a, a, a belt driven air compressor in my Jeep. Mm. One's in the service truck, one's in the garage, one's in the barn. So, Mm-hmm. I have them all over, and I'm not saying you need nine. And you know, one of them is a three thousand dollar compressor. I'm not saying you need to spend three grand. One of them is 120 bucks. One's 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's ten because there's one in the side by side too. So, yeah. <clears throat> because when we're off road and you're out in 60 miles from the toy hauler and you have a low tire, you go uh... sucks. Not guess I nice air. to have an air compressor.
2: <laughs> Be real nice right about now. And,
1: and they are anywhere from 20 bucks up. To I don't know hundred two hundred thousand dollars for an air compressor for a big business, yeah uh, it, that uses a lot of air. Yeah, but if you were to take that tire, go if you were to go to the part store, go to Westside Auto Supply, and buy a valve stem remover, and buy a small air compressor. I think they probably have one. If not, you can go to like Harbor Freight or you know wherever to buy something you're going to use you know ten times in your life. There's no reason to spend five thousand dollars on it. Then you do your little internet checking your 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 youtube video <laughs> test you pull the valve core out take the cap off pull the valve core out watch the tire go flat and right in front of you wow that's cool then you put the valve stem back in the valve core back in get your floor jack your your jack out of your car jack the car up remove the tire Well, you yeah. L- loose the lug nuts then jack it up then remove the tire mm-hmm. and then get the spare tire put it on put the lug nuts on just a little bit tight, let the tire down a little, let the car down a little bit, tighten the lug nuts up, and bang, and pull the jack out, and bang, you go, wow, I just changed the spare tire. And then you pull, jack it back up, pull the spare tire off, well, loosen the lug nuts, pull the spare tire off, put the tire back, the, the original tire back on, air it back up to whatever your door sticker recommends, tighten everything back up, put it all together, and bang, put the spare tire away, put the jack away. Now you know where the jack is, you know where the jack handle is. You know that your Lug wrench takes your wheel lugs off. You know how tight they are. You know where the spare tire is at. You know how to install it, where to do it, all these things. And so when you're in the, at night, on the road, in the rain, and you need to put a spare tire on, you don't go, any ideas where the lug wrench is? Any
2: ideas what a lug wrench is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that's, um We'll get up to the mic. Uh, that's really important because I've told this story before about my daughter-in-law. She got um, stuck with a flat tire one day. I had to go out, um, and luckily my my son had um, had one of those multi, um, well the wrench with the different head mm-hmm. sizes right, on right. it, mm-hmm. because the one that came with her vehicle was not the right one for it.
1: But how I mean, was she, she bought know it that used? Unless she, she bought to put
2: it on. She bought it used, and I think they just pulling in there, and there mm-hmm. it is. I've mm-hmm.
1: seen where you buy them used, and there's no spare tire at all. And, yeah. and I've seen where there's no jack, yeah. and there's no jack handle, mm-hmm. or there's no lug wrench, mm-hmm. there's no jack handle. Well, I have the jack and the lug wrench, yeah. and no jack handle. Yeah. So now what do you do? Yeah. Well, I just get my tools out. I get my floor jack out, yeah. roll it right there, jack it up, w- except the floor jack's back at the shop yeah. or inside the garage. Yeah. Well, that doesn't do me any good at all.
2: Yeah. Well, we, we got the tire, you know, off and put another one, you know, the spare on, but man, um, the wrong, the wrong uh, lug wrench to yeah. get the lugs off in the first place.
1: And the other, yeah.
2: <clears throat> not fun. One very, very,
1: very important part of this is putting the tools back yeah. so that they're ready. <clears throat> they're ready for you to use next time. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you will never need them. Yeah, they will be in their little pouch for the rest of your life. Yeah. But for me, I used mine. I haven't needed one, and forever. Um. But I needed the jack and stuff out of my truck because the to- jack on the toy hauler broke, and mm-hmm. the no I couldn't I couldn't jack the front of it up to take the truck off, unhook the truck. Yeah. So I used the jack out of the truck. Yeah. To lift the toy hauler up so I could take my truck off my toy hauler, off my travel trailer. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not what it was intended for, but it worked fine for that. But yeah. I knew where it was at. I knew how to use it. I knew everything yeah. was there. Yeah. And part of that's being a mechanic, but that can be a, that could have ruined my day. Well, yeah. Okay, well, so now what do we do? Well, I need to call the trailer place. Well, <laughs> it's Saturday. No trailer place is open until Monday. Yeah. Now what do I do? Um uh, well that's screwed. 2 days of my vacation gone thank you. And then hopefully they can look at it on Monday and then hopefully they have the parts in stock because I didn't. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I I made it work. I got home and luckily it was the last last day of our vacation. Yeah. Um I made it home and then I ordered parts so that I had them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So but there there was I found a workaround. And we made that work mm-hmm. um just, just so I, but that's because I'm comfortable with it because I do this well if i'd never if i didn't know where the jack was, now what mm-hmm. well, hopefully the owner's manual's there. oh wait a second, I didn't get an owner's manual because mm-hmm. I bought it used mm-hmm. well, so where's the jack at? Well, let me see if Google shows me, oh wait a second, i'm not in cell area. Mm-hmm. Now, now what do you got? Well, I'll just run down the street until I get to sell area so I can <laughs> find the Google, so I can run back to my car so I can <laughs> yeah. try to find the jack. Hopefully it's still there. Um, we've actually installed a few in trucks and cars where we'll be doing our inspection and whatnot and go, Hey, you got no spare tire. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, where's the jack at? Mm-hmm. Well, wait a second. You, so what has happened is someone has had a flat, let the spare tire down. Um, used the jacket everything, did everything like they should, mm-hmm. put it in the bed of the truck, drove home, pulled out of the bed of the truck because they needed to use the bed of the truck, put mm-hmm. it in the garage, and now where is it at when you need it? Yeah. Uh, it's at my buddy's garage, um, and uh, we just need to drive the 200 miles to his house to get it, and then we can come <laughs> back and fix it. Yeah. I'm sure the, the, the good Samaritan that stops and says, is everything okay, will go, oh yeah, 200 miles, let's go, come on, I need a road trip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah so, we had that problem one time with a with an RV, um, where it was just you need to like have some tools along with you too. Just mm-hmm. some basic tools in a, in, like in a motor home, just basic tools. Because we had one time we went out and the water pump went out, not for the. RV itself, but for the kitchen and the bathroom right, right. and all okay. that stuff. I
1: carry spare in my trailer. Right,
2: so <laughs> it's really not that hard a job. Or at least in this RV, it wasn't that hard a job to Some replace. Some of them are very straightforward, right? Yeah, and so we just we had to put the new water pump in mm-hmm. while on vacation mm-hmm. <laughs> if we wanted to use the bathroom. <laughs> Probably a good <laughs> idea well, to have, you can use bottled you know. water. So it I've just, done yeah. that before.
1: Use bottled water. <laughs> yeah,
2: but you know, you just. Um, you, you know, just having some basic tools to take with you. we, you know, luckily we were near a place that had another water pump for the, you know, you could get another water pump pretty quickly for mm-hmm. the, for the RV. Um, and so just for the kitchen and, and just went in there and we changed it out. It was underneath the sink in the kitchen.
1: Well, luckily they had the right one because mm-hmm. sometimes they had different fittings, yeah. everything else. Yeah. So
2: I think we had to get new food. somehow. We got how it was, but. We had to get a new pump. I know that. Right.
1: So yeah. for me, I like having a spare belt for the engine. Mm-hmm. That's huge for me. I, I have a spare belt in all, both of my tow rigs because yeah. I, I if I throw a belt for whatever reason, yeah. I want to have a spare. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, on some vehicles, even if you can't do it yourself, the tow truck driver might be able to help you out. Mm-hmm. If they can't do it, they should be able to tow you to a shop that when they open or whatever, they can help take, help take care of you. <clears throat> but it's nice to have the belt you need because there's so many mixed models out there. You may be able to be towed to a place that's ready to rock and roll and help you, but the belt's you know, an hour or two hours away right. in delivery. I mean, in, right. in in mileage, but then maybe eight hours away, twelve hours away in actual delivery mm-hmm. time because if mm-hmm. if if it's four o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> and you're in a little small town and the belt is the next town over <laughs> you're screwed. But, but their driver's not coming back that direction that day, mm-hmm. that means you wait until the next day to get you're a belt from the next town. Mm-hmm. Belt belt from the next you know, town. At the same time there's a lot of things that ruin belts and, and you can't carry everything. But a belt's something lightweight, easy to carry, and that doesn't uh-huh. go bad over time. Well,
2: I told you before I still have um I still have the old serpentine belt from when we changed the serpentine belt last time for uh-huh. my car because there's still wear in it. So in a pinch, if something happened, I could put the new serpentine the old one back on and yep. get to where I'm going. Yep.
1: And I've heard people using nylons, <clears throat> pantyhose type of thing, um, <clears throat> piece of rope. There's a bunch of things you could use in a pinch. But if you have a spare belt, that really works in a pinch. That works actually perfectly in a pinch. <laughs> um, but you also need the tool
2: right. to be able to put the new, the but old be, belt like back on. Like I said, on.
1: even if you can't, you can get yeah. towed somewhere that they can. Because yeah. like, yeah. wow, to put a belt on my Ford F two fifty diesel. That is a nightmare, and you have to have the tools to do it. I don't. Well, it's a service truck, so I carry the tools. But in my yeah. other trucks, I don't, in yeah. my other cars, I don't carry yeah. the tool to do the one in on the service truck. Um, so,
2: because if Jason's it's service a, truck broke down body outside of, road, I have everything. It's not it good it advertising, like Jason.
1: <laughs> but if the belt were to fail, yeah. I could do that one. But yeah. for the rest of them, I can't. But. I have all the stuff to do it in the shop, so if it's towed to my shop, I can throw that used belt on. Yeah. If you know, if one's not available, and there's been times, a lot of times where I have a car in the shop and nobody's got the belt for that car, so it's ordered tomorrow. Well, it's not a big deal because it's in the shop, but if I'm on vacation, I don't want to wait till tomorrow to get my belt ballot gone to go oh, down the road. Man. The other thing I so if it was an RV, I carry a fuel pump for my generator. Yeah, it's. It's not very much money to carry. I carry a spare fuel pump. Um, and then I also carry a um, uh, a water pump for the refrigerator. Now, there's other things, everything, I mean, not for the refrigerator, for the, the fresh water for the RV. It's not as good as the one I'm using, but it fits in a pinch, and I pull some panels off, and bang, bang, I'm rock and rolling. <clears throat> I've actually seen some, and I was tempted the last time I was in there, to put a second water pump in. So you have one that starts running until the pressure falls too far. Then the second one kicks in. Mm-hmm. So then you have a backup. So that way, <clears throat> I'm just enjoying my vacation instead of underneath there fixing stuff or waiting um, for something to go my way. Um, we have I've been around several people that have lost water pumps on vacation. Yeah. And that sucks. Uh, one time, I lost all the water out of my trailer. There was a hole in one of the, one of the tanks. And I lost all the water of the trailer the day one. Oh, so we were flushing toilets with bottle, bottled water. Yeah. Oh, that's where that
2: story comes into play, huh? Wow. Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> so let's take a break. Eight hundred five five four three eighty eight thirty. Give us a call, and we can talk about your car concerns, your car questions. Um, and uh, I guess we have. Uh, do we have a? We do a classic, classic commercial, commercial cool.
2: for the '68 Ford Mustang. All right. I can't think that's Mustang. still that vehicle still in production, but it's definitely a different. Mustang than the 1968.
1: Yeah, I think... We, well, the, And there's two versions, the Mach-E and the regular Mustang, so... <laughs> yeah,
2: so here we go. 1968
0: Ford Mustang. They protected Liz in the lab. She was a PhD. But no one knew how much fizz there was to Liz until... The only Mustang makes it happen. Only makes great. Mustang Mustang Blue, Mustang, Mustang 68. In her 68 Mustang Fastback, the Ph.D. was pure TNT. Mustang 68, with great options like stereo radio and selection. Mustang, the original, a better idea than ever for 68. Nowadays, things are really bubbling, because as Liz can tell you, A Ph.D. helps, but... Ford. Are you sick and tired of dealing with the so-called new normal when we know there's nothing normal about it? How about dealing with the old normal for a change? Westside Auto Supply and Slow still offers the same old school service they've been known for since 1946. They still offer the best quality auto parts, expert service, and the advice you deserve. Walking into Westside is like going back in time when the customer was king. With the latest technology and always competitive prices, Westside Auto Supply. Buy the best from the best. Absolute Auto Tech in San Luis Obispo wants to extend thanks to all of their loyal customers over the years. Drive safe on the roads and take the time to maintain your automobiles. You can count on Absolute Auto Tech for high-quality repairs for your safety and safe driving needs. Absolute Auto Tech has been performing auto repair services since 1997. At the corner of Sacramento Drive and Capitolio Way in San Luis Obispo, come by or call 547-1062. That's 547-1062.
2: Round, round, get around, I
0: get around, Get around,
1: Alright, so I challenge you. Alright, here you go. I challenge you if you don't know how to check your own oil. If you don't know how to how to Um, do something on your car that you're curious about how to fix. If you don't know where your spare tire is at, do you know, do you know if your car has a spare tire? I challenge you to find out, figure it out, go do your investigating. If you don't know, go to your favorite service provider. If you don't have a favorite service provider, start interviewing. And, and have them teach you. Um, we all have, we are busy. We are all busy. I, I know that our life is full, 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 and we are too busy. At the same time, this can make your life better. So if Mother, show, you learn how to, let, let's say, um, uh, my wife got a kick on the, the 10 minute meals or the 20 minute meals or whatever a while back, um, when they got popular and, you think about that let's say 20 minute meal 10 minute meal whatever and she because she's the cook in the house i i am not i i i anyway i like i tell people you burn water <laughs> yes i tell people i don't cook because lives are on the line <laughs> so you think about how much time that saved her for for stopping and and dealing with the hassle of trying to learn how to cook. Cher knows how to cook. What do I need to learn how to cook for? But to look at that book and do that different style of cooking, she went from, let's say, an hour and a half in the kitchen to 20 minutes. Not every day, but for those meals. Well, that saved her a lot of time, even though she wasted that time changing how she cooks, if you would. Well, same thing here. If you take time and it's, you know take an extended lunch, uh, uh, you know, take, take one of the holidays that you have off for your work or at a holiday or a day off or whatever, and go, if you, if you, don't, <clears throat> if you don't feel comfortable doing it yourself at home, and go by your service provider um, and have them show you. I just showed somebody just the other day and sat down and walked them through it. Yeah, because I-, I look at it as it's great advertising for me. I now have helped this person learn how to do something they didn't know how to do. And so now I'm a good guy. Yeah. And then it's also great for them because uh, as far as I'm concerned, they're going to be looking at their oil levels and verifying that their car is working properly before they have a bad engine. Mm -hmm. And I lose a customer because they don't want to put an engine in that old car they're driving. Yeah. So it's it's good for me, and it's good for them. They save a lot of money on either replacement of an engine or a new car or a replacement car, and I get to have a customer that yeah. that understands that I'm here for them. Mm-hmm. And as a service provider, that's what I'm doing. If, it's, if I'm not there for you, then why are you at my shop? <laughs> yeah. So Don from Roar Grande. Good morning, Don. How you doing this morning? Oh, got a problem with the uh, 2014
0: Nissan Sentra. Okay. And the battery went dead, and I put the charger on it, and it did a little
1: clicking like some relays or something. It charged up,
0: and it started up, and everything worked fine till I turned it off and the dash lights stay on, and it drained the battery in about three hours.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Okay, so what I would recommend to start with... The very first thing is disconnect the car from the battery. So remove the negative cable from the battery. Yeah. Recharge the battery. And then reconnect the cable and see if that resets all the computers. Okay. And then what I do a lot of times, so uh, 14 eh, shouldn't be anything, but just in case. So what I do is I connect the negative cable to the positive cable. Once it's disconnected from the battery, so I leave the positive cable on the battery because it, it as long as the negative is disconnected, there's nothing happening. Um then I take the negative cable and I'll ta- I'll tie it to the positive cable via a little light bulb or a test light or something. Um and then that way it drains all the capacitors, everything that can be keeping the memories alive inside the computer, it resets everything while I'm charging my battery. Then when my battery's fully charged, then I'll reconnect them. and that brings everybody back to zero. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then if that doesn't fix it, well, then you've got computer issues, and now you're getting into a bigger, more complicated job. But it could be just that when the battery went dead, and then when you charged it up connected, it, uh, the computers weren't super happy about how they were brought to life. Okay, so... There's no relays in there? No, there's relays, there's all kinds of fun stuff, but you're I don't think that's your problem. I think you have a computer that just the logic it's logic locked if you would. Kind of like a phone or a or a computer in the house when you sit there and you move the mouse and nothing happens and you have to just shut it down and restart it. Yeah. Okay, I'll give that a try then. That's the cheapest, easiest way to you know to do it, and I've cured uh, a few computers by doing that. And if you didn't have any problems before, then I'm going to say that's the direction I would, I definitely would start with that. If you were in my shop, that's what I would start with. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. You have a wonderful day, and call back next Bye. week and tell me how it turned out. Okay. righty. Great. Thanks, Don. <clears throat> so that was cool. Yeah, I like that. So that's that's a, as far as I'm concerned, that's a fundamental easy fix if it fixes it and it resets all the computers great life is good we're all happy if it doesn't well then now we've got diagnostic work to do and now we gotta sit down and figure out why is that computer staying on why is this happening why is that happening
2: is it gonna clear any codes if you do that though it's gonna clear everything
1: if it yeah. does that it's gonna clear all the learning all the memories all the everything yeah but the other option is disconnect the computers one at a time and start playing with stuff and 14 you know he's going to have 20 computers in that thing, 12 computers in that thing, in that Nissan, even though it's just a Sentra and it's no big deal. Yeah, it's going to have at least that many. And and, uh, Nissans are built really Mm -hmm. heavy-duty. There's a lot of brackets for brackets for brackets Mm -hmm. on a lot of Nissans, but sometimes their computer logic can be really kind of goofy. And, um, you know, a, a buddy of mine knows someone that, used to work at General Motors and when he worked at General Motors he was a higher up I've told the story I swear before. Um he could he said he could take any car the GM made mm-hmm. and through a series of switches and knobs, not not no tools, just his hands and ignition key, he could completely block you out of that car, you know, to completely disrupt the function of that car. Mm-hmm between a few different things. But that makes sense because with GM, if you want to relearn the tire pressure sensors, Mm -hmm. because you rotated tires, um, you can, on some of them, you can hold the lock and unlock, but you turn the key and turn the ignition to the on position, and then you hit the hold the lock and unlock button, and it puts it into a learn mode, and now you can learn tire position. It learns tire positions where the tires are at. Because Mm -hmm. if you rotate tires on certain GMs, And then you have a your right front tire goes low, it may tell you it's the left front or the right rear or the left rear, even though it's not that tire, because that's where it learned it to be, but you moved it. So you okay. have to teach the car that I moved the tire to a different location. Wow. Certain cars, just know. Um, and then other cars, and now the newer cars that are coming out, they use the rolling diameter of the tire wow. with the analog brake system and analog brake sensors That's to crazy. tell whether the tire's low or not. So it doesn't matter where the tire's out because there's no sensors anymore because it doesn't matter. Which mm. is funny because GM did that in the 90s. Yeah. And they started doing that, and then we had the four Explorer problems, and then the the federal government sat down and said, everyone has to have tire sensors. And I'm like, well, but GM already knows whether the tire's low or not back in the 90s. Why why are we putting a whole new computer and sensors on when it just used the ABS system? But that's not what they did. So uh, and that's one of those beautiful ways where the government came in and helped us all. Thinks it's knowing better than the... And we all paid extra money for sensors and extra money for a computer and <laughs> extra money to have our tires rotated and extra money for this and extra money for that so that we could do something GM did as just part of the car because it was already there mm-hmm. with just another light. All they did was add a light bulb and add a little function to the ABS and bang, it worked. But yep. no, 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 that's not really cool. Um, I was, uh, <laughs> I was looking at... I was looking at this. There's a, a car in the shop right now, and the instrument cluster is in Spanish. Everything's in Spanish.
2: Wow. Oh, wasn't, did somebody call in about that a couple of weeks ago? I don't know. They couldn't switch the language back to English.
1: This one's completely in Spanish. Well, I was like, okay, so I'm, I'm a mechanic and yeah. I'm, I'm a curious guy. <laughs> I'm a cat. So, um, I think we had some beats. It is, wouldn't surprise
2: me at all. I think um, so, yeah. Or it was either Spanish or French or something. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'll have to go back <laughs> to the past, French, but...
2: the past shows, okay. but I think it was a different language, and they couldn't switch it back.
1: So on this one, um. I went to go switch it back. I'm like, well, I'll fix it. <laughs> well, on this one, the radio controls what language the instrument cluster's in. And on this car, the radio's broken, or the they call it the human interface. So it's a touch screen touchpad yeah. <laughs> like your cell phone, um, like your smartphone, and it's a touchpad. Well, the touchpad is broken and not working. Oh. So when the radio failed, whatever it told the instrument cluster to go to Spanish, oh, and you can't switch it back without fixing the radio. Yeah, and on this car. The, so, so we're talking about communication between computers. Well, here you go. Mm -hmm. The radio tells the instrument cluster what language to display. So it has to be able to talk to it via the most network or can network. Well, this one's the, the, this radio has two different networks. The most, which is the network that the radio, the, the interface talks to the radio, talks to the subwoofer, talks to your cell phone, talks to all the, the, um, human interface part to where uh, uh, entertainment stuff all talk on the most network. And then it also has to talk on the CAN network to be able to talk to the instrument cluster, to be able to Mm -hmm. talk to the engine computer, talk to the transmission, talk to all these other tire pressure sensors, all this stuff so they can display that. So it has two different languages in this radio. Interesting. Well, the radio, well, the human interface module, actually, the human interface module is one thing. The radio is another thing. It's a different module. I've seen where you think of a radio as a little in-dash thing. You put your CD in, you turn the yeah. little knob. Yeah. Well, I've seen it be five different components. Oh, okay. That's just the part you deal with. So it's a little box that has the those parts, and then and, and then. Well, this truck, it was old Chevy had a separate CD player, had a separate radio module, a separate amplifier oh module, gosh. a separate subwoofer module. So, anyway, with this one, the the customer bought a used module. <clears throat> well, GM's modules marry each other when you. When you put them in the very first car, very first time, Mm and you turn that key on, they all say hi to each other and introduce themselves, and now they're married. Yeah. And once they're married, they can't be unmarried without taking – well, they can't be unmarried. So in order to use a news module, and I'm learning about this stuff a little bit, um, you have to pull their personality chip off. And put it in the used, the new used module so that the new used module thinks it's the old module. Wow. So it still thinks it's married to the right car. Gosh. <clears throat> it's, it's
2: interesting what all this stuff is doing.
1: Oh, my goodness. So mm. it's a, it's what, crazy. $700 radio to talk to? to the instrument cluster to tell it that it needs to change language. You go, well, I'm not spending 700 bucks. I'm just going to get a stupid aftermarket, used, uh, aftermarket radio. We'll pop it in. Uh, How is the aftermarket radio going to tell the instrument cluster to switch languages yeah, uh, I, 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 uh, uh, it's good uh, news for uh, us uh, in
2: the radio business. I guess <laughs> they're not going to get rid of radios anytime soon. Out of the cars,
1: <laughs> and then if your if your um, uh, if it's a GM, so if your uh, um, OnStar system talks through the radio on my O seven truck, the turn signals talk through the radio. That's so the turn too. signal sound is the radio. Okay, Which is, you're like, that's just the dumbest thing ever. But I wonder if you if... think about that, it's kind of cool because if you add in functionality to turn the volume up and down on the turn signal, now a young person doesn't get their ears blown out because it's really, really loud. And an older person can hear the turn signal so that when it's on for half a mile, finally you don't have to look down and look at the light or have somebody yell at you. You can hear it.
2: That could be a real safety issue too, because I'm wondering if something like that, where it switches to Spanish, does if 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 the OnStar thing goes active, it's does gonna it speak Spanish? Is it going to speak Spanish, <laughs> or is your operator going to be you know on the other end? Yeah, speaking Spanish. Hopefully,
1: hopefully, operator on the other other end is bilingual, because if not. <laughs>
2: Yeah, because you just
1: added three more minutes to your your call in a safety situation. Yeah. Uh, I, so it's interesting. There's a lot of the technology that's out there is really really cool, but yeah. the technology out there can really drive you insane and yeah. just ruin things. Yeah. If it's not set up properly. So now we are back to, do I put an aftermarket radio and not worry about it? Well, I wouldn't. You can't put a used one in with unless it's unless it's modified to make it work. So now you're back to a new one. So now GM says, you know what? We're done. We're not offering radios for that car anymore. We're done. Yeah.
2: Well, that's interesting because um, I don't, my radio didn't go active in my car, but when we had these storms a few years ago, my emergency alert thing went off on my phone because I happened to be down near Santa Barbara where they're having all the flash floods. Oh, right. Uh So now if it goes off on your radio, I wonder if it's gonna go off in Spanish. <laughs> because you don't it
1: very well could and now you don't know what the what it is what because it you, is, don't you, Spanish, get, you don't speak Spanish, you don't read Spanish. You
2: need to get away from yeah. it. Or, you know, Farsi or French <laughs> or German, whatever you happen to speak. Or vice versa. You speak Spanish yeah. and
1: it trans it it, it uh, defaults to English. Yeah. Now what are you gonna do?
2: Yeah, because I—I mean, I seriously, I went through Santa Barbara and my emergency alert system went off uh, two or three times on my phone, just mm-hmm. driving because I was driving near an area they were evacuating at the time. I, I
1: so there you go. Mm-hmm. So now you're now they're putting a radio in a car so they can interface with their car. Yeah, I don't care about the radio. I don't listen to the radio anyway. Well, mm-hmm. but I want to interface with my car.
2: It seems like <clears throat> maybe they should build something into it if something does happen. The default is the language that the person had it set to.
1: Well, yes, and that makes sense, except if the radio fails in such a way that it scrambles that. Hmm. I mean, honestly, it could fail in such a way where there is no instrument cluster at all. It could shut it all down. It could shut the network down. And if it shuts the network down, now none of the modules work and you don't have a car that operates. So now you're putting a new radio in because your car won't start. (laughs) What? No. Hmm. Seriously, you're putting a new radio in because your car won't start and run what? wow. that's that's you know I, there are those days when i'm at the shop and i go wow can you imagine how easy this this would be if this car had points?
2: yeah. <laughs> There's something, to be, there's something to be said about the engine in my '65 Ford Galaxy. <laughs> yeah.
1: I remember my dad's yeah. old tractor. Yeah. Shoot, you didn't uh-huh. need a battery. You, you could hand crank that puppy. But if you jump started it, it had a, um, yeah. a magneto, so it didn't need a battery at all. As long as you don't care about headlights, it didn't need it all. Didn't need a battery. It needed a water pump yeah. and the fan for the water pump, and that's all it needed. Needed. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I, and know. you really could finish the field with a pair of pantyhose. <laughs> and you really,
2: I mean, the. Battery Backyard <laughs> mechanic could really pretty much do anything on those cars. They
1: could, yes, they can do a lot. The, yeah. the flip side is that that old tractor was a miserable cuss to drive. Offset, it, oh, it, yeah. hard, no no power steering, no nothing. It, it couldn't to, it couldn't pull anything. Mm-hmm. It, it horrible stinky bugger. But it, there's a lot to that. So you know we have pluses and minuses. Just know that if you are still Going to push the envelope. You're asking for a lot of headache and a lot of frustration. And, you know, I tell people when you're going to DMV, expect three trips. And they all give me this wh- horrid look Seriously? of despair, despair. And I go, no, no, I'm not saying it's going to take three trips. I'm saying if you plan three trips and it takes two, you're not nearly as frustrated. Mm-hmm. If it takes three, you go, well, that's what I planned for. If it takes one, you are just elated. Because the last one I went to took three trips, and on the third trip, she's uh, she, the, the the person who helped me alluded that it was going to be a fourth, and I went really, why well, to to put a car that's mine in my name? Really, you're going to make me do four trips? Is there any way we can uh, overcome this, go around this, whatever? And mm-hmm. <clears throat> they were able to help, and they got me fixed up, but still,
2: I'm like really. Well, I. The guy at the DMV, I mean, I I told a story a couple of weeks ago. I had to go get my driver's license redone. I was in and out in 20 minutes or 30 minutes. I was like, I'm, I'm sure I'm at the <laughs> I DMV. I cheated. on coming I'm back. i at the DMV. Here, is this really true? I'm at the DMV, and I'm leaving here. How did you th- do that? <laughs> and, and it was like, he told me what people do is they schedule it on their lunch break. Well, Guess what? Everyone knows. We take a lunch break too. (laughs) And so everybody schedules it on their lunch break or break from work or they're getting off work at three o'clock. Well, you know, I'll just go over there then. Well, or four o'clock. But he's what you need to do is schedule it for as close as to when the DMV opens as possible. Yeah. Like eight o'clock in the morning nobody wants to come then
1: right that and do it at the beginning of the month and not the end of the month yeah Be, you know first second third fourth fifth said, of the month oh yeah that's, you can we can nobody's usually, there
2: we can usually <laughs> let you fly in and out of here Ooh. if you do it the earliest appointments in the morning yeah
1: yeah because nobody's up yeah, yeah. If you're going shopping in the, at the mall or whatever, the first appointments are the best. Is. But he,
2: he had a point. It was like mm-hmm. we take breaks too, and we go home too, and <laughs> just like you do, you know. And so it's not like you know we're trying to make it your day miserable. It's just that the, d- in the front d- d- still DMV, in front <laughs> the DMV is also the state of California. DMV is also an employer, and they have to follow those laws. So you know. You well, know, he said, just. Well, it's the
1: state, state of California, so they may yeah. not fall all over the place. Well, lives. yeah, they may not.
2: But anyway, but he did say that, you know, right. that it's easier to get in here earlier in the day yep. and not try to schedule it during your lunch break because everybody <laughs> else does problem. that. Yep. Right. So, so.
1: before we get close out of here, um, you know, we were talking about the potholes earlier. I'm sorry, but wow, 227 has gotten to be a dangerous oh, road to hard travel. And now. Wow. This Corbett Canyon's closed. Orchid's closed. 227's the only place to go other than 101,
2: Yeah.
1: Uh and And it's just full. It's awesome. and, and I and you know this fall I started looking at that. And I went, you know what? This is going to turn to snot. We get any rain, it's going to be horrible potholes. And and here we are. So now <clears throat> you don't have to follow a semi truck if, if you cruise down two twenty seven if you want to ruin a windshield. All you do is follow the car in front of you.
2: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> and they're gonna be throwing rocks you at you careful. every time. there's all the, the broken up asphalt on the sides of the road, ah. in the center of the road. And with if you drive any kind of performance vehicle oh.
2: You get ready. We actually got on. about three minutes. I gave you the two minutes. Oh, it was okay. almost about two and a
1: half. So if you're in a kind of performance vehicle, you have low-profile tires. Those low-profile tires and aluminum wheels oh, are, can awful. be ruined by those potholes, the sharp edges of those potholes. You can pop tires. You can bend wheels. Mm-hmm. You can really cost yourself a lot. So now you're trying to avoid them. So you're wandering all over the road trying not to be in the holes. Um, it is not a fun, safe thing to travel down two twenty seven right now.
2: Well no, and I was telling you too, I come in over Noise Road and right at the top of Noise Road there right before you get to two twenty seven or you go up the hill and you come down right at mm-hmm. the top. There's potholes there, right at the top, there's potholes different areas and also um so I just figured well I'll go down Price Canyon Road. And <laughs> that's no better. No.
1: And it's if you look at the road, where our road crews repaired it last year, it's gorgeous and beautiful. Where they didn't, because they didn't do the whole thing, they just did the bad section, the worst sections, it's gorgeous. Where they didn't, it's just coming apart.
2: Yeah, and then we come down, we got to drive down beautiful Sacramento Drive every Saturday. You do it every day. I do it a lot during the week, too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
1: Sacramento, when they repaired it, I went, guys... Why are you repairing this road? This road needs to be replaced. It you, you can't. This is not a repairable thing. Oh. And and that in my mind, I, of course, I don't. Uh-huh. I have no control over this. These people know their jobs, and but and and sure they're restricted by time, money, whatever. Um, but wh- why you're just patching something that's just going to fail in two years? Well, that's no. I, I don't know. It's like putting a spark plug wire on a car. You're not fixing the car. You're just patching it to get it to the next repair shop.
2: Yeah
1: uh anyway, we are in California not only paying extreme amount for our roads, but now we're paying extreme amount to repair our cars because our roads are not being fixed because the the money is going somewhere other than on our roads. Right. California. Whoever's in charge, put the money on the roads. This is ridiculous. I'm going to go. You guys have a wonderful weekend. Have lots of fun. Learn lots of things. Challenge yourself. Go out and enjoy, okay? All right. We live in the most beautiful area in the world, I swear. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.